From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, Diz Boards Edition for May 27th, 2010 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Walter Eccles, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Max Eccles, Max the Intern, back in the, in the peanut gallery. Uh, we are going to discuss some of the threads that uh, we found interesting this week on our discussion forums at DizBoards.com. Uh, we do this every other week in alternating weeks. We also do an email show where you can submit your questions about anything related to Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, our show, anything like that. Those questions can be directed to podcast at wdwinfo.com, or you can send us a voicemail toll-free in the U.S., Canada, and Mexico, one 310 you can also fill out a feedback form on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. And if we read your email or play your voicemail on the show, you will get your choice of a Diz Unplugged pin and lanyard or a Diz Unplugged t-shirt. And once a month, we select someone at random to take a shot at the prize matron. So I wanted to make sure I got that out of the way. I have that committed to memory like That's really good. the stinking... Pledge of Allegiance. When I do the shows, I kind of make it up and I ramble. And I, I know. I, I've listened. Yeah. 1-800-SHRIMP-ON-THE-BARBIE. Right. I get the thing of the thing and do the thing. Um, I got to tell you, I've really come to enjoy doing these Disport shows. Uh, some very interesting discussions. Um, and uh, it's interesting to see the, the depth of what is discussed on our boards. You know, there are certainly some questions or some posts that are repetitive because you know not everybody's been around since the beginning and uh, but then, then every now and again you come up that you, you find a post that's just very unique and we're going to start off with one these guys i didn't uh, share this with them i wanted to uh, put them on the spot a little bit what is your disney shameful secret this is on the uh, disney for adults and solo travelers board i thought this was uh, was interesting what's something at disney that you haven't done that you're kind of ashamed like oh you know i'm a big fan i should have done this by now um i thought it was it was interesting like uh, the woman uh, stacy's freak uh, stacy's a freak excuse me uh is the is, is the person who who started this thread uh i have never seen dumbo the movie um I don't tell my guy another one is i don't tell my guy friends i'm a disney fan i just feel weird about it um, I really despise Stitch. <laughs> I've only been once, and it was in 2006. Um, I've never invited a boyfriend to share my experience. Um, I hate the Polly. I don't get Epcot. I think Aurora is a witch with a B. So does my brother. And I despise Stitch. <laughs> these are all from Stacy. No, oh, these are all from different, different people. people. <laughs> I, a lot of Stitch hating going on. Um, Dude, these aren't shameful secrets. These are hate issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. These are anger issues. Well, I mean, what with. are you know? What are some of what are some of the things you haven't done, or haven't seen, or haven't experienced that uh, at Disney that you know? 
kind of... I don't think I have any shameful secrets. I think I've been pretty honest. Um, I mean, I've laid mine out. For Princess me? and the Frog. I feel like we should have seen that already. In the movie? Yeah. We I don't like the movie yet. Dumbo. That's not, That's not a shameful secret. Is it? I... I don't care for it. I don't like the message it sends. When I used to teach kindergarten, that was one of the movies that I would never show. Yeah, but that's not a shameful secret. You tell people that every chance you get. I haven't seen. Hence, right now, haven't seen most of the like classic Disney movies. You haven't. I haven't. No, neither have I. Mm-hmm. Like what? Name one. Snow White. Yeah. <gasps> Cinderella. I've seen little bits and pieces Fan- now uh, since I started Fantasia. doing this. Yeah. I've never seen any of them. Are you kidding me? Nope. It's, I'm not, I've said this multiple times in the show, I am not necessarily a fan of Disney films or Disney characters. I'm a fan of Disney theme parks. I'm surprised you haven't seen those. It just is not something I that's... I I'm shocked. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. You know, so I've, I've always made that clear. I'm a fan of the theme parks. It's not that I don't appreciate the characters, but, you know, seeing Snow White doesn't get me all a flutter. Um... You know, Disney opening a new attraction, that does. Um, you know, the theme parks, are, that's, that was my first real exposure to Disney. I mean, of course, as a kid, I watched, uh, you know, the wonderful world of Disney on television like everybody right. else did. But I never, it, it just, you know, I wanted to go to Disney World as a kid. That was that was what I wanted. See, when I was a kid, Disney World didn't exist. Disneyland did, but it was on the well, other side of the world. Your social security number is nine, right? Um, but I mean, I never thought Disneyland was within our family's reach, so it's not something I ever aspired to. My love of Disney um, started with the movies, but I saw them. I, the first one I remember seeing is Mary Poppins, but I've gone back and seen them all, and I think I find the the history of them and the significance. Of them, I mean, when we were on our ABD tour, that they told us that the Disney Studios were built with the money that Walt made from Snow White. Right. So to me, that's kind of besides it being the first animated feature, and everybody told him he wasn't going to make any money on it, and that it was they called it Walt's Folly. So I guess I that's why I'm so interested in them. Plus the art for art from it. You know, Julie became a a Disney movie fan first, and I had to kind of introduce her to the theme parks, which is opposite for me. I was into the theme parks and the parks, and she's kind of saying, you know, we really need to watch Sleeping Beauty. Do I really? (laughs) Yeah, it just, it's, you know, uh, honestly, I just, you know, it's not that I have anything against the films. Um, It's just I've never been inspired to watch any of them. I think I need to have a Disney movie weekend and maybe catch up on some of these. That's not a bad idea. I think my under this category of Dirty Little Secrets is I never liked The Wonderful World of Color as a kid growing up. Really? Yeah. Because for me, I don't remember the cool shows. I always remember those stupid animal documentaries. No, I like well, like stuff like I that. Thought they were so, so boring. Like. Now, now, Walter, did you watch The Wonderful World of Disney growing up? Yes. You did? Because I but love the you, animal things. But you know what? Do you know what I remember most about it besides liking the show? It was after that you had to go to bed. So mm-hmm. it was like an hour later. You could stay up an hour later on Sunday. But I thought she meant, like, what's your dirty little secret? Like, what do you do that no one else do- knows about? No, I think it was yeah. your dirty little secret. What, what's your shameful secret? Not dirty, but um, your shameful secret. <laughs> maybe that's as far as, thinking about it wrong. You know, they, you know <laughs> yeah, like, the like re- you could tell them about your Tinkerbell underwear. <laughs> um, 
Oh, I'm like, not going to touch that. I like when they decorated the castle that looked like Stitch had vandalized the castle. And I know so many people got upset with that. But I thought that was really cool how they made it look like there was graffiti and stuff. But I know a lot of people that were really upset by that one. It's okay. Bring up the cake. That yeah. was like one of our first vacations here. And I, I didn't know any different. I thought the cake castle was pretty cool. No, I hated it. We hated it. Because we, we came down one year. Uh, but you saw the, what the castle looked like before. before yes. Yeah. See, I had never seen it. Before. It was. It that was, was my college program year. Well, it's oh, a really? castle. The cake, the it's not right Cinderella's behind. cake. <laughs> so, I thought that was an interesting thread. Corey, what was yours? Well, I, I, I guess I viewed the thread as you know, what haven't you done that you're you think you should have done or okay. should have done already? And for me, it's candlelight processional. I've been here 10 years, and I've never seen that. You've never Ooh. seen that? See? Wow. <laughs> you get that response, what? You've never seen that? <laughs> and also, you know, what I do here, I've only stayed in two Disney World resorts. Well, you, you, you think I'd have you more. You live here, so. But you've know, been little... to all of them. So I've been to all yeah, of them, right, but yeah. Right. But it is different. Even though you live here, it is, you get a much different perspective staying at them. Mm-hmm. You oh, really yeah, do. Absolutely. You really get a much different perspective staying at the resorts. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'm really enjoying doing the hotel reviews because I'm, um, I, I, it does give you a different, a different perspective, um, you know. And I had a really good shameful secret, and I can't remember what the heck mm. it was. Couldn't have been too scandalous, huh? You once swam in the lakes, Disney tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never swam in the lakes. I had a really good one, and I can't, and I lost it. It sounds like a therapy session. Now, I, I, I don't know what your therapy sessions were like here. <laughs> no, mine weren't like this. Um, anybody else? Oh, Shame. I love the Carousel of Progress. I do, too. I love It's a Small World. I've never been to Tom Sawyer's Island. I just did that for the first time last year. Yeah, I could see that. That. You're not missing much. No. I guess there's that's why much, I've never been. There's not much there. So, all right. Who has a thread they want to discuss? I have one. This one came from the trip planning thread. It's from Lulu Loves Disney. Is how do you handle bad behavior, inappropriate behavior? After reading what not to do on the Disney thread, I started thinking about how stressed out I got over a few situations in the past. 99% of my vacations at Walt Disney have been great, but how do you handle really bad guests? I've often ignored it because I didn't want to fight back, but the kid kicking me in line for Soren for over an hour. How far up can I move before I'm uh, invading the personal space of the next guest? Four obnoxiously loud girls pushing past an entire line to get to their family, but you don't want them to cut in line, but what do you do? A woman who lets her toddler run run wild in a store, and you don't see the little one climbing under the racks until you almost trip, o- trip over him. The man at Kona who's cussing the cast member out because he didn't like the steak he's already eaten. Um, or the woman at the pool who ran out of her room screaming at us for sitting at her table because she was saving it with her towel. <laughs> um, it says, I usually let these go, um, like the last situation, uh, but sometimes... She feels like she should have done stuff. And I know when we go to the parks, you always see stuff. People who are, you know, like last time we went, someone was trying to get in line or, or whatever. And you always think, I really should say something. But no one really does. So I can see the, well, the frustration. Well, you know, again, if 
a family's in line, and you know, one or two kids well, come late and, and catch up. That's really that's understandable. You know, ease up. Well, here's <clears throat> if it's ten, fifteen people. Right. That's not okay. That is cutting in line. Right. And then you know, you don't have to say anything to them. Just report them to a cast member. Actually, the the best response I got was from Chloe's mom. It said, um, "The thing about bad behavior at Disney is if you noticed it, other people noticed it as well. So sometimes you can get support if you stand up and say, for example, the girl pushing in line. I bet ninety nine percent of the people, you know, didn't like that. If you simply block her with your arms and tell them they need to." Uh, wait for their party to come back to them instead of them going to their party, a lot of people would probably stand up with you. She says she's been in line where there's been a really nice mom whose kid had to take an emergency potty break, and she was trying to get you know her kid back to the family. Okay, that wasn't a problem. But the four girls walking and pushing past everyone, um, this girl saying, you should have just put your hand out and just stopped, and most people would have agreed with you. Uh, the kid issues. And so that's a special subject. Um, because you've got to be real careful with ill-mannered kids, because obviously the parents aren't that great to begin with. And so the parents... Um, you were talking about the kicking you. Kicking On the plane back from California, there was a person behind me who had a small child, and before we even taxied, he kicked the back of my chair constantly. And I finally just stood up and I said, listen, you really have to make him stop kicking the back of my chair, please. And she did. Yeah. I mean, so it's sometimes it's as simple as letting yeah. people know that they're doing something. Same thing if you're at the movies. <laughs> right. We take the back row. Right. We always so we can row. kick. <laughs> we like to there's nothing, yeah, kicker there's, is not the kicker. There's, there's nothing wrong about with, with speaking up. There's a problem in becoming as obnoxious as the person right. you're speaking up to. Um, you know, I... I try and because you know it's very easy for my temper to get the best of me. So I I, I really try and be cautious uh, when, especially at Disney World, and especially when I'm dealing with a cast member. Um, that the only time I'm going to get really upset with a cast member is if they're being out and out rude to me. But even then, I've got to remember where I am. I've got to remember that there are kids around. I got to remember that. You know, if you're a semi-intelligent human being, you should be able to put a sentence together that gets your point across without using any inappropriate language or raising your voice. I think that's the point. If you just stay level-headed and simply say, "What's going on?" You know, I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you break in line. Or can you get the kid to stop kicking me? I think if you just simply say that 99 times, it would just work, and people would just say, "Oh, okay." I think sometimes people have to be kind of snapped into that. Or I think you wait till you're so far gone. That you're at their level, and then it's just because mm-hmm. You were talking about the lady saving the table. I was on a Royal Caribbean cruise one time, and I watched a party of four who put towels over four chaise lounges by the adult pool, and there's never enough chaise lounges by the adult pool on the Royal Caribbean ship. And they went over and took a, then took a table and set up a Scrabble game. And so they had four loungers and four chairs. And I went over and I asked a crew member, uh, is this allowed? Can you save chairs? And he went over. He said, no. I said, well, the, it's that party over at the table. And he went over and told them that he was moving his towels so other people could use the lounge chairs. They verbally attacked me. Now, I'm a big boy. And if you're going to verbally attack me, watch out. I'm going to, you know, right. talk back. I, I don't usually use profane language. But I let her know what I was thinking about her. And I thought, now I'm going to sit across all four of your chairs. 
<laughs> it's not a towel. It's my butt. Right. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times at Blizzard Beach I had to mediate situations like that when people would just take so many chairs where they, they didn't need to and then it left the family without. My favorite is when they put one shoe. Yeah, or oh, different oh, yeah. bags, family of two, six, six chairs. It's like take what you need. Exactly. courteous. All right. Well, thank you. <clears throat> the other point he brought, he brought up was the kid. If there's a kid by itself, you never touch someone else's kid. He said you just lean down to their level and simply say, you need to stop what you're doing. Where's your mommy? Go find her. But he said, you know, because someone was saying, you know, pat the kid on the head. Never. One, one person no. said never, 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 never touch ever, someone ever else's touch kid. anybody else's kids. Never touch anybody. Yeah. yeah. Right. But especially a kid, that can be so yes. misinterpreted so quickly. That's why I like my taser. Okay. All right. Thank you, Walter. Who else? I'll go. This one comes from the uh, the Orlando Hotels and Attractions Board. Uh, this thread is, if you used to stay on-site, what made you switch to off-site? We, re- we recently returned from a one-week one stay. Oh, God, jeez. A one-week stay on-site. I've also gone to Disney Universal two years ago and stayed off-site. We realize now that we prefer staying off-site. Um, I read through this whole board, and it really breaks up into two different categories. You, re- you get a bigger room for less price, and it also depends on how many people you're traveling with. Uh, the majority of the people that if you're traveling with five or more, they end up choosing off-site so they can get a a one- or two-bedroom villa. Well, this is why – well, this is also why uh, Disney's about to open 1,200 rooms, yeah. right. 1,200 family suites. It's more economical. It's more space. I mean, that's the feedback we get from Dreamsville's all the time is I never thought I could have this much, this much space for my family. Right. You're not on top of each other in a hotel room. Also, if you stay in a place that's more house-like, you're more likely to spend more time in the room right. rather than being on top of each other in this hotel room. There's another thing. I think it's, in my, for us, it's more convenient to stay off-site. I think some of the Disney resorts, they're so big. That if you stop at the store and buy a six-pack or a 12-pack of diet soda, by the time you're back to your room, you're ready to hit somebody with it. Mm-hmm. I like being able to park close to where I'm staying and get stuff out of the car. Yeah. And I like that convenience. Um, being able to get into your car and go and just mm-hmm. travel without having to get right. to ballet or walk to your car. So I find it more convenient to stay off-site, besides price and things like that. I also, I'm not really good about a bus. I'm not a bus person. So the idea of taking free transportation, it doesn't appeal to me because of that. That was another point they brought up, uh, the bus. They just wanted to avoid that at all costs. Well, you know, I'm one of those people that uh, I have, there are places off-site that I absolutely love. There are places on site that I absolutely love, and I can stay at either. Uh, I see the value and the reasoning behind why people want to stay on site. I really do. Oh, I do too. I understand it. I get it completely. But I also know that there are, you know, and again, uh, we have a financial interest, but. Uh, you know, I was just did a review of All Star Movies, eighty four dollars, or All Star Music, eighty four dollars a night, and it was you know I gave it a good review, but um, for eighty nine, eighty eight, or eighty nine dollars a night, Buena Vista Suites, a Fantastic. much much larger room, um, breakfast. Free, bre- free breakfast. I don't think it's kind of oh, it's not kind of right. no, it's it's a real a full, no, that's a full breakfast, yeah. it's a full American breakfast, um, you know, and it's and beautiful. I mean, it's these rooms aren't just 
okay. These rooms are gorgeous, and the bedding and the you know all upscale stuff. The separate room with a door, so you can actually close it, and someone could be sleeping. You could be watching TV. And well, that's something them. else that I was going to say. Uh, we travel with all adults most of the time, so we don't have kids. I like the fact that usually when you stay off site, you have another option besides sitting on the bed. Mm-hmm. When you right. mm-hmm. when we yeah. were in California, I mean, there was that little sofa, but I literally when we had eight in the room we sat on the bed i worked on my computer on the bed it just after i like the idea of having i like a little kitchen i like a sofa i like a place to sit and watch tv so that you're not relegated to just sitting on a hotel bed all the time you know before my parents started sharing an apartment with my sister i'd put them up at the swan and dolphin they love the swan and dolphin but one one weekend they came down with my grandparents so they had four adults in a room at the swan and dolphin and a few months couldn't get them two rooms that's cheap you know, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> and the, a few months later, they came down and put them in the Chernivistana Villages, a oh. two-bedroom. A two and, it, you know, they love on-site, but there are situations where you just want to stay on-site. And there's that mentality. There are people who just want to be on-site and want to be in the Disney bubble. Right. They want to be submerged. The magic has to be submerged. And I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I completely get it. And that's and great. I'm just talking about what I like. Yeah. Right. I also want to say, too, one of the things, a lot of feedback we get is people uh, – will say things like, I'm surprised how easy it is to get to the parks when I stay off property. Mm-hmm. Most people think when you stay off property, oh, it's going to be a hassle. People say things like, it took me just as long from staying off-site to go to a Disney resort than it did staying on-site. Right. Because you're not going through, you know, half acre of a resort before you get to a main road. You're not going through the Disney traffic. So people have to understand that. You're not really trading that much off if you're willing to drive and have a car right. and there, pay for parking. It is going to be a different experience. Mm-hmm. It is going to be a very different experience for you, staying on site versus off. That doesn't mean it's a, a, a worse experience. It's just different. And, you know, I think especially uh, some, of the, some of the hotels that are uh, available off site, some really spectacular places that in their own right, these are fabulous resorts. Like, you know, we've talked about Sheridan Vistana Villages over on I Drive. If you're going to be spending time at Universal or SeaWorld and you get you have a car, oh my god, those are actually livable apartments. Those they are, are. Yeah, I could live absolutely. in those places. Right. Yeah. They're not. They're Beautiful not hotel. Quali- they're not hotel quality furniture. Those right. are actually decorated and stocked like a home. Exactly. And you know, we get them for sometimes ninety nine dollars a night. It's insane. So and rooms like that, you can cook in. You can bring all your food in. You can save money that so way. So there are there are, there are there are alternatives, and it just depends on, you know, <clears throat> what you want from your experience. Especially if you have come to Disney multiple times. I always say this to people: do something you haven't done before. If you always stay off site, well, then try staying on site. Not to beat a dead horse, but what I was saying about um, liking a little extra space and having a sitting room and things like that. For me to get that. On site on Disney property, the price point is too high. We got to spend a lot of money, right? So for me, it's a it's a price thing. Also, if I want that level of comfort and privacy when you're traveling with other adults, off site is a, a better value. So, okay, cool, very good. Um, on the transportation board, I thought this was a very informative thread, all about the auto train. First of all, I was surprised that the auto train still exists. I know oh, it did well, in Sanford. It's, it's big, yeah. It stops a, in Lurton, Virginia. 
That's um, the, that's the northern terminus. What okay. uh, what what people are saying is that which I, I think makes a good point because the auto train's not particularly inexpensive. Not, You're not no, going to save money yeah. doing the auto train versus flying. What it saves you is time if you normally would drive uh, to Florida. It does save you time, and if you like having your own car here in Florida, which it also you know especially with a lot of these airlines charging ridiculous amounts of money for baggage fees. Being able to pack up your own trunk and drive it onto a train. Uh, and this thread, uh, started by Cheryl P3, uh, goes into great detail uh, about every aspect of the auto train, from when to look for discounts to what the whole process is, with links to all this different information, wow. uh, vehicle requirements, tips website. Um, you know, what the closest hotel to the auto train in Lorton, Virginia is, uh, you know, driving from Albany, New York, we use it. We've considered this on more than one occasion. Now it's been many years since I've done that, but I mean, this has been going on for quite some time. We always found that it was far less expensive to fly and rent a car. Than for us to put our own car on the auto really? train. Well, you know, because what, you not only pay for the car, you pay at least you used to. You pay by the passenger. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things I was thinking of was kind of doing it in reverse to go back to New Jersey to visit using the auto train and taking the train up with my car and then having my car because I'm going to have to rent a car and enjoy. I'd rather have my own car. Now, the only thing I will say is I know for a fact that this is not any faster than driving yourself. As a matter of fact, I think it takes more time. No, I think um, loading and unloading your I think car it would depending take a on long time, yeah. depending on how your car was loaded, you can spend half a day waiting for your vehicle. And really, certainly not a reason not to do it. I just know from people who've done it have said that to me that they could they've driven it and been faster. We how many stops do you make? I mean, there's a lot of... Yeah. We it have, doesn't make any stops. It, 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 you get on right, the North Oh, you get to Virginia and it comes here. And it okay, comes, there is I no mean, stops. it's pretty much express. Oh, and, okay. Um, I, I, uh, we have friends that have done it that I can put you in contact with if you want to talk to someone who's actually well-versed in it. We were going to do that when we moved down here with the two cars because it was winter time. I would think that's a good time to take the auto train oh, so that you don't have moving, to worry yeah. about the roads. We found it was cheaper to, you know, fly my son up from Charlotte to drive one car down and then just pay for hotels along the way. But for people who don't like to anticipate what the weather's going to be like, the auto train would be great. That might be, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking that might be a cool, a cool review to do. Um, taking the auto train to Florida. You know, as we're um, preparing to drive ten hours to Louisiana with a 16 month old and a two month old, it would make all the difference in the world for yeah. you. Because we're going to have to stop all along. They're saying that it's 18 hours. But you can move around a little bit. I took the train from New York City to Orlando years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just thought I wanted to put a bullet through my head. I mean, Julie's going to have to hop in the back seat to feed the kids if we don't stop. So at least on a train, you can move around a bit. And you have a dining car, and you can get a sleeper sleeper car um, or a sleeper cabin. And that's... Exponentially more expensive. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. But, you know, there are, for some people, this makes sense. Um, if you've got two kids that it's going to be tough uh, to keep in the car for that length of time, and for whatever reason you choose to drive uh, to Florida, this might be a good alternative. I just thought the, the thread 
provided uh, enough information for me to say, you know, it might be worth might be worth checking out. Um, I don't. I, again, how long of a drive is it from here to Virginia? Six hours? No. Out of your mind? Probably more like, it's like seven hours eight. to Atlanta. It's it's yeah. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess. Talking about being attacked. <laughs> I'm going to guess fifteen or sixteen hours. It takes eighteen hours to to get from Lorton, Virginia, on the auto train to. Uh, I I know when when you know back in the day when Neil and my friend Neil and I drove down here from New Jersey. It took us, and we didn't stop to sleep. It took us twenty hours. Door to door. Nineteen hours it took me. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it's you know, it's it's equal. And having your own car, and yeah, being able, you know, there is something if if you're one of those people who can get into it, there is something really unique and special about a train ride. Um, Personally, I would save the train ride for like another adventure and fly down. <laughs> that you know. That, well, obviously, that's certainly train, an option. That's you know, certainly an option. Kathy doesn't want too much excitement in one trip. <laughs> that's certainly That's cer- and I'm, I'm not suggesting that everyone go do the auto train. I'm saying that for some people it makes sense, and that there's a thread with tremendous information right. on the transportation board. If you're, if it's something you've uh, thought of but weren't sure about, or if it's something that you. Uh, uh, Wanted uh, that you know you, you're thinking that might might work for your family. There's I thought taking the train was going to be like on the Orient Express. I figured everybody was going to be in tuxes and stuff like that. <laughs> okay, no. and it was absolutely not. So you live in the 1890s, apparently. <laughs> well, I expected you know you'd hear this thing about you know I get the Christie movie, the romance of train <laughs> travel. I, see, now I would like it. Um, the man in front of me kneeled on his seat and ate tuna fish sandwiches and talked to me. For the entire train ride from New York. Yeah, but that would happen to you no matter where you were going. That's just how you are. It's true. Um, I would like it if they could extend it all the way down. See, now for me, it just seems like, okay, I've got to drive that far to get the train to continue. It would be great if you could just get on the train here in Orlando and go. Matter of fact, outside my door would be perfect. Well, (laughs) the train here in Orlando is only about 35 or 40 minutes away. It's in Sanford. Yeah, but you can't put your car on that. So you That's drive why it's to called Sanford. an auto train. I don't understand what you mean. Isn't part of it you have to drive? It's not a full. The whole trip isn't. Well, no, of course not. They can't make it a door-to-door service. Why not? Because <laughs> it's not feasible. So, all right, and again, we're going to have links to all these threads that we're discussing on the show notes page, podcast Who would like to go next? I I will. Um, this is a an opinion type thread, but is Kilimanjaro Safari something my family and I should not miss? This was on the theme parks board. No, it's not. Don't. It was some, started by Jay Latina 32 um, I think they said that they've been to um, Animal Kingdom every trip and have never done Kilimanjaro Safaris. How is They're it? good. And is it worth the wait? I, for one, think we would enjoy this, especially the kids. They like looking at wild animals and it is something different to do. Please share your experiences. Um, no, I'll disagree. I think it's it's worth going on. It is know. one of the main I, attractions at the. Animal I think Kingdom. kids would enjoy it, mm-hmm. but like we call it the Kilimanjaro Five Hundred because they slow down for nothing. They just and they, it's unnecessarily bumpy now. It's it. You know, I understand they want it to be an authentic experience, but this is what I don't get. I think this was an Imagineering fail. 
uh, in this regard. People are going to want to take pictures right. on this attraction. So I understand you can't slow down and you can't stop. But do you have to make it so incredibly bumpy that the odds of taking a decent picture are pretty much one in 100? See, I, I look at it from the perspective of if you got every perfect picture the first time you went on it, you wouldn't come back on it again. Well, b- for some people, maybe the very Pollyanna. Opportunity- <laughs> yes. No, yeah, I, mean- I mean, look, I mean, for some people, it's not an option. They're not going to get to go on it four or five times. Right. Um, first of all, the lines tend to be long. Second of all, not everybody spends every day of their vacation in Animal Kingdom. Um, so when they do go on it, I don't think you should have to go on something 17 times in order to get a, a full set of pictures. There's no reason. But you go on, like, different attractions at Disney that you don't get all the details the first time you go on it. So how's this well, any a, different? Because we're talking about taking pictures. Um, you don't normally go on attractions on Di- at, at Disney where you can take a lot of pictures. This is a, uh, this is a drive-through one of the biggest draws of this park, the wildlife. Um, of course, people are going to want to take pictures of that. Um, and to make the ride such as it is, that it's so bumpy that it is virtually impossible to get off a decent picture, uh, makes absolutely no sense to me. It doesn't need to be like that. The road could be smoothed out. It does not need to be like that. From a comfort standpoint, it doesn't need to be like that. And from a photography standpoint, it just makes no sense. I think it's a complete failure on the part of Imagineering. I get that you want to make everything as authentic and detailed as possible. But, you know, there's also, you know, there, there are parts of the experience you don't necessarily need to recreate. It doesn't recreate. be that bone jarring. And like no. Pete said last time, we will, we'll ended up in my lap. Will literally ended up in his lap. I have another complaint. The last couple of times I've been on... This is a ride where for you to get all of the details and to actually see what and take in what you want to take in, you have to be able to understand what the narrator or the guide is talking about. And before anybody writes to me, I'm not suggesting that these people shouldn't be employed or that they shouldn't be in this country. Please don't bring that into the discussion. The people that were giving the narration and the guide had accents so thick that they it was unintelligible to most of the people on the ride, especially when they're trying to say the names of some of those animals. No one on the ride could understand what this man was talking about. Well, that's and why it, has, it has nothing to do with theming, because this is supposed to be an African adventure. This was not an African accent. This was a Central American accent. And it just was the wrong person in the wrong job. If, you, if you're going to be a person who should be giving the narration and the guide, one of the qualifications is that you should be intelligible. That's why I was glad, like, with the land, when they changed that over to a pre-recorded spiel, that now you could understand what they were saying. So I don't know if they could do that on the safari. I don't know. But, well, I think it has to. is whatever animal's present right, at the time, so I can't But I mean, like, you know, if you could. You know, Another one of those deers with the horns attached to their head. I mean, how many of them? There's hundreds of them. So I understand what you're saying. Well, I think, I, I think there's, you know, there's an option here that. You know, I, I actually prefer to have the live narration, um, but it should be done by somebody that 
can a speak the language and b speak it clearly. I agree. That was my biggest complaint, and I don't think that's I don't think that's a lot to ask. And back to the photography thing, I'm probably the wrong person to say this, but you know there are times that you should experience something without having the camera there, and I'm sure. The kids would enjoy it. They're not going to be trying to take pictures. Right. I was just thinking that. You know, I, right, I, I, I'm with Pete with the um, – it's, it's aggravating with the, with the photos. But, you know, as a photographer, I do enjoy the challenge um, with that. But I do think with, uh, with children, they're not really going to be taking the photos. Right. And this attraction is – you shouldn't miss it if you're going to Animal Kingdom. It, it is one of the main attractions. Just don't That's try to take pictures. There. Just know from the beginning you're not going to take pictures and just enjoy it for what it is. Well, it's, I just think that you know, photographs are such an important part of a vacation. And there are so few attractions at Disney where you can take pictures on the, on the attraction, uh, either because it's low light or because it's not permitted, uh, that when there is an opportunity to do that and take pictures of some stunning wildlife, in a really unique environment that they shouldn't make it so damn difficult to do. But on the other hand, if they made the the roadway smooth, would that take something away from the safari? No. Not at all. What about still, making it smooth completely out? It's just it doesn't have to be as bone jarring as it is. I, I wonder though if it's I wonder if it's not possible to make it smooth. Given the type of vehicle it is, given the weather given how they have to have different terrains for different animals. I wonder if it's just not... Now, it's a lot, a, of this, a lot of this you there. can tell you can tell was done intentionally. If you look at the roadway that the, that the vehicles are traveling on, you can tell. And i, I got to be honest that, you know, when you do... You know, Walter and I are signed up for this, um, that uh, special safari you can do when you're staying okay. concierge, uh, and they take you out and they actually stop... <laughs> That's refreshing. Um, they don't uh, that you know not driving on bumpy roads where you're flying all over the place and not able to take any pictures. No, that takes absolutely nothing away from the experience. It makes it much nicer. Okay. Um, in my opinion, I just I don't think it needs to be. It's I, I think there were aspects of that that should have been rethought. In my opinion, so <laughs> is it a is it a must do? It would be if they smooth the road out. From an entirely different point of view, there's a lot of people who are um, differently abled who are not allowed to are, are not able to ride the ride for that particular reason. It's too bumpy. It's too rough. It could definitely injure your back if you have back or neck issues. So yeah, you're right. exactly. So, all right. Well, thank you for that. Who else has one? I have one. Johnny. Mine's from the. Where is it from? Oh, it's from the Disney Resort Sport. Alan Kate's mom posted, what do you buy or bring with you to have in the room? We usually bring paper towels, snack foods, or Pepsi products and coffee. What am I overlooking? And some people said that they actually bring food. Food. They bring rolls and salami, ham, cheese, uh, so that they can have a picnic in the room or a snack when they take their break during the day. Um, one person makes breakfast there, apparently. Um they go to Target or Publix, and they get the fried chicken, macaroni salad, rolls. They get fruit and sliced tomatoes. Um, except for staying in a DVC property, I don't remember bringing a lot of stuff to our room. Do you? Not normally, no. We did. The one year we went to Caribbean Beach, and I didn't have a lot of money, and it was either 
find a way to save on the food or Don't not go. go. So we went to Walmart and picked up like lunch meat and chips and dip and some breakfast things. It was probably one of the best vacations we ever had. We did it as a um, time-saving thing. That if you, I don't remember as many options when I was coming here as a kid as to where to like grab grab and go snack kind of things. And breakfast was uh, usually at a sit-down restaurant. So we would bring stuff to the room to get out of the room earlier in the morning. Because with one bathroom and four people in the room, three people can eat while one's getting ready. Mm -hmm. We do more. I think our main focus now are drinks in the room. And I mean like soda and water and things like that. Yeah, water. It's become so important. Because the water here, if you taste the water out of the... The faucet. It's nasty here I'll in Florida. See, I, don't, I don't think people I don't realize. mind the water. Oh god, it's, it's, awful. it's like you can chew I, it. Yeah. I can't I can't drink it. <laughs> the other thing is again, being from up north, you always got really kind of cool water out of the ground. It came out of the faucet cold enough mm-hmm. to drink. During eleven months of the year. <laughs> It comes out warm. Tepid. <laughs> I like a glass of tepid water, please. Yeah. <laughs> Don't a lot of hotels tepid tease you with the bottles of water they have? A lot little of thing around it, and you have to buy them for like... For $11. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, uh, especially when you consider that the moderates and the deluxes all have refrigerators in the rooms, uh, that, you know, stopping, making that grocery stop before you come and picking up some of those basic supplies... Saves you a lot of money. I mean, mm-hmm. we were staying at the All Star. Walter wanted some beer. It was five and a quarter at the food court for eleven dollars. He got what was a sixteen pack, twelve pack, twelve pack. No, but there was like four other guys in line with us, and they're like, "I'm not going to pay over five dollars for a beer." Mm-hmm. And they all, all had staying. their twelve pack, and they're like, "Yeah." And yeah. these guys were staying at the boardwalk, and they'd walked over to the Hess station. And he goes, I can't. They're like, I can't believe we can walk over here and get a twelve pack for ten bucks. And they're charging five dollars a piece for them at the at the resort. Something else, another thing to consider is variety. If you know, I drink Snapple Diet Peach Iced Tea. They just don't sell that any place on Disney property. So, right. if there's something you specifically like, right. you're going to have to bring it from home or exactly. buy it. The good the good news is if you are um, driving yourself or you're using one of the limo services, they'll stop for groceries, and we have. Target is a full supermarket. There's Publix. There's a Goodings. There's um, Walmart right down on 535. The Walmart. What's the other one that's over there? I wouldn't recommend Goodings to anybody. Yeah. I wouldn't, rec- I wouldn't either. My I wouldn't recommend them. But it's, but it's there. I yeah, Winn-Dixie's. Winn-Dixie. Right. I can't think of the other one. So. Wouldn't recommend them either. The one that's by Disney is actually good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one's decent. That's, that's the good. only decent one there is. Yeah. The rest of them are crap. And I wouldn't buy their meat. And I would not buy their meat. Yeah. There's a gas station people should avoid. The one right there in Lake Buena Vista. They price gouge like the one time. on five thirty five. It's called Second. The City. one, the one around Goodings, right when yes. you get off. Yeah. They, they don't even advertise the uh, the price of the gas. Well, this is actually I uh, watched on the news yesterday. Yes. Uh, the Orlando City Council just passed an ordinance now requiring every gas station to post their prices mm-hmm. near the airport. And these near the well, it's going to apply to everybody. Everywhere, but in the airport, because the talking. problem is the people near the airport when these people when, when tourists are bringing back their rental cars, they're charging four fifty five dollars a gallon for mm-hmm. gas. And then not publishing there. Until you pull up to the tank. Until you pull up to the... Uh, I got pump. caught there once, yeah. And, uh, and of course, you know, they were showing on the news, you know, the lawyer representing the gas stations, you know, really just like flipping out, telling the city, you have no right to do this, and blah, blah, blah. 
you know, really going to justify this? Oh, we're providing a service because the rental car companies are charging $7 a gallon. Who are you kidding? And that's not even true. I mean, if you do a little research and a little homework, we found this out in California. You watch the gas prices as you drive in. And the rental car company was cheaper than the posted gas prices. We've looked at that before. Or when you bought, when you prepay to have it the filled up. The prepay was cheaper, yeah. And it was cheaper than driving around and getting it yourself. So it was just easier. Exactly. So that's why they don't want those signs up because they don't want people going like, I'm not paying $5 a gallon when I can get it for 3 We've said this before. The two Hess stations on Disney property. Actually, the three Hess stations. I'm sorry. I can think of three. The Magic Kingdom. Across from downtown Disney and at the boardwalk. Is there another one that I'm missing? Nope. No, that's it. Are phenomenal. The, very competitive as far they as have, price. Hess has mm-hmm. earned my loyalty because they are because Exxon didn't do this when they were on property. Exxon gouged their prices. Hess, every single one of those locations are clean, well-stocked, really polite, friendly people behind the counter. And the price of gas is often lower than it is mm-hmm. it's true. Mm-hmm. right down the street from my house. And I'm 20 minutes, 25 minutes from Disney. So it's that that they have done that. I go out of my way now. If I, see, if I need gas and I see a Hess station, I stop at the Hess station. They also have the ones by Disney have a really good um, coffee station. I don't know if you've yeah, very good coffee. coffee station. And while it's not a great selection, they have... Bread and milk yep. and Chip. juices. So and all this stuff. The and one by the has Krispy Kreme. Yeah. And it's a lot cheaper than what they're charging in the resorts for those staple items. Because all the resorts, including the All-Star, you can get the milk, the bread, you know, stuff like that. Uh, they sell it there. But, you know, what you're paying for it there versus what you'll get at... Uh, one of the other things that people talk about when they talk about what do they bring... People should keep in mind that Orlando is a fairly civilized area. <laughs> yes. That if you're driving, I can understand bringing things that you might need that would save you some time and some money. But if you're coming down and renting a car, you don't really have to pack Band-Aids in your suitcase. We do have uh, play, uh, there are retail establishments all around mm-hmm. Disney where you can get something that sort of jumps out at you when you're on your vacation. It's not like you're, you know, you're traveling to the middle of the Sahara. Where you won't be able to buy well, things. It's also right. not like going on a cruise. Sometimes when people go on a cruise, you're very limited in what you can buy. Right. If you're going to someplace like Disney or Disneyland, you can buy pretty much anything. You I need. understand packing things like band aids because they don't really take up a lot of space. Okay, but maybe pack, that was a bad experience. Maybe packing like huge things, you know, like bringing your a, own water. <laughs> there was a conversation about packing your pool noodle from home. <laughs> Oh, and dear God. At some point, there's a cost-benefit right. yeah. analysis. Cool. Yeah, really. There are five bucks in Walmart. <laughs> Is it worth the five bucks of me to try and fit this in the overhead compartment? Well, I think sometimes people just get anxious and worried. And Am I bringing it? And Am I going to need it? Yeah. Yeah, I think people just get a little carried away with what they decide to, uh, what they decide to bring. So... All right, I have another one. Let's see, which one do I want to go with? Um, a, uh, from the Theme Parks, Attractions, and Strategies Board, a guide to going to Disney on your birthday. The number one question we get emailed, which we have now stopped answering on our email shows. <laughs> something special. What can we do for somebody, uh, you know, so we want to do something special on birthdays, okay? Because we've answered the question eight bazillion times. I don't think I have any more creativity with us. <laughs> 
And well, I don't, I don't know that this particular thread, uh, you know, offers anything. I think there are a couple of tidbits in here I hadn't heard before, but uh, it's a really nice compilation of ideas from a number of people on the boards. What you should do if you're going to Disney on your birthday, and uh, you know about you know we make shirts, uh, we get the free Disney birthday pin. Uh, when you make reservations, let everybody know it's your birth. Uh, it's your you know you're celebrating a birthday. Buy an autograph book. Uh, you know, make priority seatings on the day of your birthday. You know the places that you want to eat, and let them know that you're going to be there on your birthday. Um, you know, you'll get free gifts from, you know, different places and they'll do things for you and make a big deal about your birthday. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of suggestions, uh, on here. So I, I just wanted to kind of bring it up and point people to it. Can Um, I add the disclaimer that you shouldn't go expecting them to do anything? And then if it happens, because there's been people that have come back disappointed because they went, I wore my birthday button and nothing happened. You know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, well, it's like with anything else. You know, it's you've got to, you know, it's it, it's a catch twenty two because of course you hear somebody have that experience. You know, somebody comes back from from Disney and posts on the boards that they had this great experience and this happened to them, and then you go down and you're hoping it's going to happen to you when it doesn't. I think it's, of course, it's going to be disappointing, but. And it's okay to be disappointed with that. It's when people take it to the next level that my vacation is ruined and right. Disney, you know, didn't, you know, they, they, they've ruined my, my vacation. We talk about it all the time where if I can't get the priority seat until the cellier, my vacation is ruined. If I can't get Cinderella's Royal Table, my children's You're vacation is ruined. Life. No, if no, my no. son doesn't get into the Jedi Academy like we talked about in the last my show. My vacation is ruined. If, if that's what it takes to ruin your vacation, then you deserve to have your vacation ruined. And it really depends on whose birthday it is and what they consider a celebration. For me, it's dinner and eating a steak for two. But if you're at <laughs> if you're at Disney, I mean that's a that's a birthday present in and of itself. Kevin says it all the time. What more do you want than be at Disney on your birthday? Right. That's pretty special. That's yeah. really special. Now I've been to Disney on my birthday many, 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 many times, and the one I think probably the one and only time I got something special on my birthday and this is going to sound really corny but to me it was a big deal i got a magical moment on journey into imagination i got to ride shut it down (laughs) no i got to ride through it it was just katie and i on our own little car going all the way through to me wow you couldn't have done anything better i wore a birthday button one time on my birthday and i went in casey's to buy a diet soda and the lady behind the counter said to me would you like a brownie for your birthday and I thought that was just really special. And that is, nice. you know, and and it's little things like that matter. Honestly, I'm one of those people. I don't think I've ever worn a birthday button. I don't think I ever will. Um, if I, there is something that I want to do on my birthday, I'll, you know, we'll just go and do it, and mm-hmm. that's fine for me. Now in California, they were very nice when they saw the button. People did. The cast members seemed to go out of their way to say "Happy Birthday, Walter," but they not just "Happy Birthday." They would make sure that you know, "Happy Birthday, Walter." Several people said yeah, that. Yeah, they they really did a great job making that day special. And for then, you. of course, they came and, and sang to me at, at breakfast, and I told the guy. If you sing, I'm going to walk out. And he's like, please don't. I have Ooh. to. And he starts singing. He's like, I have to. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. yeah um, we have a rule in our family. We don't, do, we don't tell people in restaurants. No, that's so obnoxious. Yeah, yeah that's... But, they uh, come out clapping. We used to go out with a girl who would tell, tell the waiter it was someone's birthday. 
And it wasn't. It was Everywhere we went, she would always tell them that. So they'd come out clapping. And oh, jeez. <laughs> See, I'd never go out with her again. <laughs> I was just going to say, that would have been Stay the one and only time she went to dinner. Stay home, psycho. She'd be referred to as my ex-friend. <laughs> former friend. Were there any things on this thread that surprised you that somebody did, or were they all sort of the regular stuff? Oh, hold on, let me look. Because we're always looking for that special thing that we can't come up with. So, yeah, there's just some, you know, it's a, it's, it's a nice... Uh, a nice thread of ideas for your birthday. And so please, if you want to know what to do special on your birthday, go read this thread and please don't email us. And don't stress out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. All right. Who else? Who else I have one. Kevin. On the tips board, there's something called the everything poo sized thread. And it's for people wanting to know. Um, I was surprised. There's uh, questions about... Dealing with things in the park, seat sizes on um, attractions. There are some great tips. Uh, Another thing that I thought was really good. Now, most of these tips have uh, been aimed at women, but there's some for men in there also. And that's uh, where you can find certain items that would accommodate the larger person. One of the things at being a larger person I found really enjoyable about it was the fact that Everybody was really open and willing to share this. I think a lot of times when you're a bigger person, there's a lot of body shame that comes right. along with it. So the idea of an open discussion about where you can find a fanny pack with a larger belt, where you can find uh, women, especially the bathing suit, seem to be a oh, big yeah. discussion point. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great thing. Uh, I think one of the things that we've come to realize is that the person who decided to put those plastic arms on theater seats needs to be taken out back and beaten <laughs> with the drink holders in them yeah. so that if your hips are more than 22 inches wide, you're going to come out bruised. So I think it's a great thread for uh, people who are looking for items that might accommodate larger people or just the idea that there's a lot of um, camaraderie there that tells you that Disney accommodates people. Yeah. Of larger sizes. So I well, really enjoyed reading it. Yeah, what, you know, because I had actually looked at that thread and I marked that thread as one of the ones I wanted to talk about as well. Um, that, uh, you know, and even being somebody who's, who's larger and, and I, I can relate to all this stuff, it just, you know, some of it just didn't dawn on me. Like, you know, when they mention, uh, are, are those really the most comfortable shoes when you're lugging around 50 plus more pounds? Because you hear people talk about, oh, these shoes are so comfortable, these shoes are so comfortable. But you know, if you're if you're heavier, you know, are those really the most comfortable shoes? My Crocs, yeah, which I would never wear anyway. But you know, but exactly that that sort of that sort of thing. Um, no one should ever buy new shoes to come to Disney. No, no, no. 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 You're no, setting no. yourself up to be buy them three months hurt. before you're going to use them. Right. Break them in. Break them in. There was another interesting one, and they they were talking about um, Segway tours. If you're close to the limit, or maybe five pounds over. Does Disney actually weigh you in front of people? And this woman had the thread, and she's like, no. She said she knows she's probably like five pounds over. And they were very conscious. And she said they probably gave her one that had more power or whatever because she could keep up with everybody. But she said to make sure they do not embarrass you and weigh you in front of certain rights. See, now, for for me, if there's a weight restriction and I think I'm even close, I won't go near it. For fear of that, of that embarrassment that somebody's going to say, because it happened to me once. In uh, Universal Hollywood, we did we were doing the VIP tour, and we got backdoored onto uh, uh, the Mummy. And 
the harness, and I, I've ridden this ride a, a million a times in times. Orlando and never had a problem. But the one in California, the 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 harness didn't come down far enough, and I had to leave the ride, and it was humiliating. It was mm-hmm. absolutely humiliating, and I was furious. I just had it on the Adventures by Disney trip. We were at the Disney Studios, and we went in the AB or the Disney commissary, right? And they had one of those IKEA chairs, the bent wood with the little uh, hollow paper aluminum. clip, yeah. hollow aluminum paper clip legs. Yeah. And I sat on it, and the back legs went out. Yeah. And they didn't just break. It wasn't like a, a splat. It was absolutely humiliating. It was, it was slow, in slow motion. And I couldn't get a purchase on anything to stop it. And it was one of those things that everybody just, you know, there was nothing anybody could do to stop this from happening. And it went in slow motion. These legs just sort of it was, it was, gave up the ghost. It was terrible. And I, I you know, it's, it's mortifying. And then, you, you know, you try and convince yourself that it's okay. That there are people around who like me and they understand, and I'm not, you know, no one's surprised that I'm a big boy, but it's still one of those. It still hum- hurts. It's still a humiliating it experience. Is, and it hurts. See, and I've gotten on rides where I haven't been able to fit, and I've never looked at it like I'm embarrassed by it. It's just that's the I'm way the ride. I'm envious of that that mindset. Uh, it's just that's the way yeah, the ride is I'm, designed. I'm with you, Kevin. Yeah. I've been on more than one ride where I've had to get off because I couldn't fit. See, I won't ride if I don't think I'll if I, if there's a possibility that it won't. And my way, you know, my way of dealing with that is with humor. Like, you know, I have a very dark sense of humor. My whole family does. That's how we deal with things. We 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 laugh at it, and it's you know sometimes it's it's it goes a little far, but. Um, that's my way of, of dealing with it. But I thought, as you said, this was a very open thread that I thought discussed a lot of these issues really, really well, um, addressed a lot of issues without there being that, 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 that veil of judgment. I do have to step in for one second. There was one post in there that hurt me. Some, a woman posted that she and her husband did a food review a trip report and we're doing restaurant reviews and they had taken pictures and someone on the boards and I have no idea who said it or where it was, but someone on the boards told them that they shouldn't be ordering the food they were ordering. They each needed to lose weight and Mm. called them fat. And I want you to know on the boards, I'm Disney Kevin. If someone says that to you, you let me know. (laughs) You know, uh, weight is a personal thing. And only the individual in question has the right to say, I need to lose weight. Right. Um, I can make that decision for myself. I have no right to make it for anyone else or to say, you should eat this or you should eat that. Unless every morsel of food that goes into my mouth 24 hours a day, seven days a week is absolutely perfect. Anything else is pure and utter hypocrisy. And I, I just... I. I would say the same thing about ladies in their bathing suits because there's how many women that don't want to wear a bathing suit at Disney because there's been threads that, hey, you're here on vacation. It's and nobody's people who business. post yeah. pictures, anonymous mm-hmm. pictures from the back. Oh, no. There's a whole – I'm not even going to dignify anybody by telling it, but there's a whole website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. Where they post pictures and make fun of people at Disney. I would love to meet these people. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. love I would to meet them. Because you know – you know, let me find your flaw. Yeah, I will find your Achilles heel. Exactly, exactly. So I thought I, you know, I agree with you. I think it's an excellent thread. I really do. I think it's an excellent. I thread. hope it. I hope it keeps going, 
because I, so. I found it very empowering. Well, Good. you know, there's there's a lot of plus size people on the boards. What forum was that on? On Disney World Tips. Okay. Um, there's a lot of plus size people uh, in the world. And, you know, our forums are a good representation of that. So having discussions like that, having information like that, with that like you said, without that, that layer of shame or, 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 or body issue on top of it is, is great. I, I really I did. I enjoyed the thread. So thank you for bringing that up. We have time for one more. Who else, who else wants to? Uh, I have one. Kathy. Um, this was on the resorts board. It was about um, the title of it is WDW Kennels FAQ thread. A lot of people ask about, you know, is Disney pet friendly or what do you do with your pet? And this whole thread is nothing but like how to, you know, most people think of their um, dogs, mainly dogs, as like their kids and like how to prepare to take them to the kennel. And, like, take your own water, take something that smells like home, take a couple of toys, take some food and treats, just everything so that your pet has a good experience in the kennel because, you know. If well, especially having things that smell like home and smell like mm-hmm. you because, uh, especially for dogs, um, you know, virtually everything they interact with is through smell. And so that really does provide them does provide them with comfort. But this thread goes through and talks about, um, you know, like some of the differences at the different um, kennels on property and like what the hours are and if uh, like some of them you can board them overnight and what the hours are so that there's no excuse that you wouldn't know what the prices were. So if you're thinking about bringing a pet to Disney, this is a real great thread. To, I'm to still check. waiting for Disney to open a pet-friendly resort. Yep. That would be great. I'm surprised That's what they're waiting on. Because you know, Universal's had it for a while, haven't they? I stayed at a hotel one time that I thought, you know, that'd be really great to have, you know, be it pet friendly. And it wasn't the pet, it was the owner, that the dog just barked and barked and barked. And I finally called the front desk several times, but then I left a note under the door of where this dog was and said, you know, like, shame on you, basically, that they went out and left the dog in the room barking. Well, you this happened. Dog. This happened to me at the Hard Rock. The one time I decided to bring Max with us, we were uh, going to have dinner up at the Palm, and uh, we checked in, got in the room. Uh, I set everything out for the dog. Because the uh, Universal hotels, you know, when you're bringing a pet, they have stuff in the room for the pet, but you can also buy like upgraded things, you know, toys and food and. They have a whole room service menu mm. just for your dog. It's really cool. Um, but we got out of the room, walked down the hall, got halfway down the hall, and Max was just crying. Aww. Wasn't he howling? Uh, howling. Mm. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I can't leave the room. I but cannot. see, you made, the, you made a good choice. I can't leave the room. I, and, I, and I said from that point forward, okay, unless I was going to be in you know, a big suite where he had room to move around. He's used to having this, I have a fairly large house and he's used to having this house to himself. And so he's not used to being in that confined space. It's like for, for him being in a hotel room without me there is like me locking him in the bedroom. And, you know, he's just not used to that. Yeah. This is a dog. I think if you have a dog that's been crate trained, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably a lot easier. Um, then, you know, I didn't do that with him. And, you know, there are times I kind of regret not doing it with him, but, you know, it is what it is. And I've spoiled him rotten. 
Um, Do you know anybody who has a dog that the dog they haven't spoiled them rotten? I mean, people just spoil their dogs. Mm. Everyone I know. And I don't even consider it spoiling it. I, I have two dogs that I treat like kids. I had neighbors on the West Bank of New Orleans that didn't spoil their dog. They'd chain that thing up in the backyard. I would feed the dog over the fence. There are some people who consider animals, uh, they don't don't consider them pets. They they consider them these suburban objects. Yeah, Yeah, they lock them in the backyard and things like that. But um, I forgot what I was going to say. Someone said it. I think you said it. People should also know their dogs and know how their dogs are. I mean, like, we have a dog who, if we put her in the car, She's gonna just her head is gonna explode. She hates riding in the car, so we would never take her anyplace. Yeah. So people know. I mean, you've been. To, we're always amazed when you go someplace and some lady's got the dog in her purse. You know, yeah. little heads popped out. You think, <laughs> I want to do that. We but, have another dog, you know, however, <laughs> who thinks riding in the car is better than steak. Mm. Right. Yeah. Our dogs do. So once you know what your dog's personality is, and you can know if it's appropriate to exactly. bring them or not bring them. So, all right. Well, thank you everyone for another great disboard show we hope all you listening enjoyed it we'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz unplugged thanks for listening everybody and remember stay out of the damn lakes